This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hello, my friends. My name is Adam Ritz. This is The Adam Ritz Show. Welcome you aboard. Jay Baker is joining me on the phone. Hi, Jay. How are you? I am doing great, Adam. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. want to say hello to one of our listeners, Thane Morgan, listening on uh, Mix 107.9. He uh, sent me a message this week and uh, enjoyed our previous public affairs show, so we're glad to have him aboard. If you're uh, listening and would like to get in touch, you can. There's email right on our website, adamritzshow.com. It's Ritz like Ritz crackers, adamritzshow.com. All right, so this weekend, daylight savings time. The uh, clocks have sprung forward. You have another hour of daylight uh, in the evening, which is really the first sign of, uh, it's the unofficial beginning of spring. And after the uh, seasonal depression and dark skies of winter, I love this time of year. The sun is setting later. In our part of the country, it's setting well after 6.30 p.m. By the time daylight savings time kicks in, we're going to have a a sunset close to 8 p.m. And my life is good. How about you, Jay? Oh, I'm with you all the way. It's uh, just one of the feelings of summer when it's still you know, wonderfully daylight out later in the evening. And then, as you said, after eight o'clock, after a dreary winter, oh, I cannot wait. So I have a checklist here of things to do um, during daylight savings time. It's a great chance to remind yourself to do the uh, things, the obvious things you've probably heard about changing the batteries in your fire um uh, alert monitor. What what am I trying to think of? A fire what? The, the, fire, smoke, uh, detector. the, smoke, the smoke detector. Yeah, that the, thing. The, what I call it? A fire, uh, the fire alarm. Fire, the, the, fire alarm, The yeah. fire, uh, the, the you're going to burn alive uh, machine needs new batteries. <laughs> uh, so beyond just your smoke detectors, uh, there's some other things you can do twice a year when you move the clocks, uh, whether it's in the fall or the spring during daylight savings time. Uh, here's just a few things. I'm sure, Jay, you've done a lot of these things. Number one on the list uh, is kind of a no-brainer. It's in the name, change your clocks. Uh, so not not every clock in your house is digital, uh, or at least, you know, like your, your phone or your laptop. They're automatic. When you're driving and you change time zones, the time changes by itself. Uh, daylight savings time, your your iPhone, your your uh, smartphone, the clock will change itself. But that clock on my wall in uh, my kitchen, I'm going to have to get a ladder out and change that myself. Maybe even, you know what, I think my uh, clock on my microwave, that is a digital clock, but it's not hooked yeah. up to any sort of Wi-Fi or, or satellite. So I'm going to have to manually move that clock back as well as the clock on my oven or stove. So you got to change your clocks. Uh, wild... Uh, Guess here, Jay, how many clocks in your house will you have to manually change? We've got exactly four. I know where they're all at. And it was funny you said microwave clock, also the clock on the oven and the clock on the hearth. And then we have one other manual clock stuck away in a bedroom. So you're so correct. 
we're so used to all being automatic, but there's those manual clocks. They don't know what time of year it is. And if you've ever had to change the clock, uh, even digital, in your car, on your oh. dashboard, it's always fun to remind yourself you know, how old you are and how terrible your memory is that you can't remember how to change the, the time, even though you just did it six months earlier. Uh, yeah, you might was... have to you might have to Google some <laughs> YouTube video to show you how to change the time on your 2005 Mitsubishi. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely correct. It used to take a bent uh, paper clip, and you had to press a little button and then press this button. It was like, I'm leaving it on this time, and I'll just remember whether I'm running late or not because it wasn't worth it to change. So that spring forward with your uh, clocks, you'll get another hour of daylight in the evening. Check and replace the batteries in your smoke detectors we've talked about, but don't forget your carbon monoxide detectors. Those also yes. need new batteries. Light bulbs, those are good to uh, check, especially if you're in the, the severe cold part of the country. Uh, check all the light bulbs inside and outside of your house. So storm lights, porch lights, floodlights. Uh, those may have been damaged through the winter, and uh, for security, uh, you may need to replace some of those lights outside as well. Uh, use high-efficiency fluorescent bulbs and uh, stock your replacement bulbs, because if you're going to use the bulbs you have in your garage, there won't be any replacement bulbs left in your garage. So uh, take stock of all the light bulbs you have in your house, uh, as you may need to uh, replenish some of those floodlights outside. Flashlight batteries, uh, replaces needed. This probably isn't that important anymore since everybody I know anyway uses the flashlight on your smartphone. Uh, do you have a flashlight in a junk drawer somewhere that works? I do, and it even has uh, some obscure size battery that I actually change once a year. So I'm surprised I do it, but you're absolutely correct. Uh, we're so used to uh, the phone, and then we're so used to having a flashlight that we last used uh, during the Korean War. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> that clips on the front of your uh, jacket. Uh, yes. It's L-shaped. I, you know, I, I do have uh, not only a flashlight in my junk drawer that I replace the batteries on because I'm, I guess, old school. I would say Generation Z, Gen Z is, is a little more dependent on their devices and phones. They don't know what life is like if, you're, if their phone dies. No. Uh, we do, and I'm saying don't rely on your phone for the rest of your life if you're Gen Z or, or millennial listening to this show. There will be a time when you will need light uh, for a very important part of the day, uh, whether it's to save your life or just get through something difficult, and your phone is going to be dead, and the power is going to be out, and you won't have a flashlight. So get a flashlight. My goodness. Uh, I even have three nightlights in my house that are also flashlights. So ah. they, uh, you know, they self light when it gets dark. And when the, in the bottom part of the light night light is a real soft glow, it's not very bright at all. And then you can pick up what looks like a giant plastic bullet. It's a, it's a long, uh, bullet-shaped plastic piece that fits inside this thing that you plug into the wall. The bottom of it glows orange for a soft glow for a nightlight. When you pick it out of its holder, it immediately lights up. The top of it is a, fl is a flashlight. That's nice. So, And it's always charging because it's always plugged in. So I have three flashlights in my house uh, at a moment's notice. So even if my phone is dead, 
broken in the toilet underwater. I, you know, <laughs> I think you can. You always need light. That's something to plan ahead with. Uh, that we can teach our Gen Z brethren listening to this show. See, this um, show is beyond helpful. <laughs> in fact, if you call Adam, he'll swing by your house and show you how to do this. Because you're right, it is important, and it's something that you just don't think about. Uh, check your first aid kit. See what's in there. See what you need to replace. Uh, first aid kits, uh, you can get them anywhere, really, at a box store. or uh, They're very helpful. And after a few seasons of ouchies and boo-boos and you use some uh, gauze here, some ointment there, some band-aids there, all of a sudden you go in to get something you need and it's not there. So take stock of the items inside your first aid kit. If, if it's really depleted, just go get a new one. Um, furnace filter, a, uh, AV system, um, your vac, your, your AC uh, air conditioning. Uh, great time of year to not only check the air conditioner, but, but do a little post-winter excuse me, post-winter furnace evaluation to make sure that thing can sit dormant for a few months until you need it again late fall. Check the pressure of the fire extinguisher that you have in your your kitchen or your garage. Make sure that's still functional. Um, Now, someone's listening to this going, I need to get a fire extinguisher. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Check the pressure. I don't even have one. So do you have a fire extinguisher in your house? I do, and I started getting them uh, because in the back of my mind, I thought, I am not that great of a cook, and heaven forbid I start a fire you know, on the stove, what would I do? And at least if you have a fire extinguisher, you have sort of a professional way to deal with a small kitchen fire because small kitchen fires become big kitchen fires, and that's really – that's when you're standing in the front yard calling your insurance adjuster. So uh, you you raise a good point, and they only last a certain length of time, and they're not very expensive. And you're going to feel like a real cool dude. This is you're going to think this is crazy when I tell you, but when you hang that fire extinguisher on the wall, you're going to say, "Look how prepared I am for an emergency." I am a firefighter. The oh. extinguisher says so. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things you, you're you reluctant to buy because they're 30 or 40 or 50 bucks, and you're like, I'm not going to need it. What I, I could use that money elsewhere. But trust me, as soon as you need one and you don't have one, oh, talk about regret and what an yeah. easy fix it would have been to have one. I, uh, I do have one. Um, I think maybe a few years back, maybe a year and a half ago, just walking through a box store, Saw it on a shelf and thought, you know what? I'm going to get a fire extinguisher. It's a good idea to have, and it's in my garage. And I will tell you, about a month ago, I had a uh, outlet in my family room that was popping, and uh, you could see it was sparking even. Oh, man. And it scared me to death. And I went and got the fire extinguisher and just had it at the ready, because if that thing would have caught fire, I could have put out, put it out and had minimal, very minimal damage on the wall. Uh, but it gave me peace of mind for the 30 seconds it took for me to go out in the garage and find the breaker and turn that outlet off, uh, until I got it replaced, uh, two days later. Uh, it's definitely worth the peace of mind to go out and get yourself a uh, fire extinguisher or check the pressure and make sure the current you current one you have is good to go. Uh, clean your oven and stove made the list. I know yours is very dirty because of the, <laughs> yes, the food the, that you make the at home. accumulated uh, uh, SpaghettiOs buildup. <laughs> <laughs> how many 
how many frozen cheese boil over how many frozen pizzas do you cook directly on the rack that's what the direction says and all those crumbs on the bottom how many really becomes a fire hazard a couple thousand pizzas at a certain point yeah (laughs) once it becomes over three inches tall on the bottom of your oven that's bad uh, this is a pretty comprehensive list. A lot to do on here. I know uh, we're covering a lot, but check the expiration dates on the medications inside your medicine cabinet. That is a um, great idea. Here's one that's kind of random to me. Recalk the shower tub. Sure. <laughs> that that made the time. list. I mean, everything else is like a quick, okay, just check it off the list. Get some batteries for the smoke detector. Uh, clean the oven. Uh, now you have to do some small home repair, recock the shower tub. But I guess if you think about uh, over time, if if that tub upstairs, some of the caulking is uh, d- you know damaged and there's some water leakage, that's where you can get some water damage inside the floorboards and the the ceiling on your first floor. Uh, so it's probably a good idea to at least look at it, pay attention, and if you need a professional, go find one. Clean out the dryer filter and hoses, so uh, not just cleaning out the actual filter in the dryer itself, but maybe uh, climb back there behind the thing, uh, take the hose off, make sure there's not um, a clog in that giant hose that leads out, uh, because that's what that's a fire hazard for sure, if there's a oh, lot of yes. length that builds up in that hose. Uh, reverse the direction of your ceiling fans, and... I've talked to some people that didn't even know that you could do this. And I think, how old was I? I was probably in college. I'd say I was about 20 years old in a, in a rental, in my apartment, when I figured out, oh, my gosh, these, bla- these blades go the other way. <laughs> and, and there's actually a science to it on what time of year you want the hot air to be forced down versus having the blades pull the cool air up. So... Uh, it is a science. I, I don't claim to be an expert in it. Find somebody, uh, a neighbor, a friend, a Google that knows which direction it's supposed to go and make sure it's going in the right direction for these warm months that are coming up. Uh, do you know which do, what, how to do it? I do know how to do it, but that's just because thankfully there's usually a real good little switch right by the side of the fan. And mm-hmm. I just remember from what time of year it is, whether that goes up or down, uh, in the, uh, in the wintertime, you want the uh, warm air pushed down, and in the summertime, you want the warm air pulled up. So, it, uh, so that is sort of think up. Think You feel more up in the summertime. Okay, I have a note here. It says uh, for the fans to go clockwise in the winter. Ah, to it's pull, like Australia. To pull the air it says, so air blows up. And this has gotten real scientific. The The warm air is right. uh, is on the top because hot air rises. So uh, I guess they want to, air blows up, which forces the warm air to go down. Right. You've got the cold air blowing up and the warm air going down. So I guess in the summer then, you'd want to, this time of year, you'd want to change it so the fans are going counterclockwise. All right, that's see there you, uh, you go. Know, there's a fifty fifty chance. It's very got, complicated. <laughs> you've got a fifty fifty chance. Just this sounded so safe you know and what? so effective. Just, just get some air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, ins- <laughs> inspect uh, the childproofing measures in your home if necessary. Uh, how many Good kids uh, visit your house? If you have your own uh, some grandchildren on the way, check all the childproofing that you might need in your home. Uh, check the following items inside your car. Now, this is topical. Just uh, seems like yesterday we did a, a winter driving awareness and uh, some ideas to keep in the back seat of your car during a cold drive in case your car died. You'd had, you know, some power bars, an extra blanket, an extra coat, some water. Uh, well, this time of year, this is uh, the time to check the lights, the windshield wiper fluid. Uh, the other fluids inside the uh, engine, uh, oil change. Maybe you've uh, gotten into a sort of a um, a malaise when it comes to having. You know, I, I seem to remember getting an oil change every three thousand miles. I really was uh-huh. good about doing that. And then as time went on, uh, I heard experts say, "Well, it doesn't have to be three thousand. It could be five thousand. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're my age and you're doing it like once in a while. <laughs> so this is a good time of year. I'm talking to myself here. Adam, go get an oil change. Uh, check the tire pressure and uh, check your your, uh, your tire threads. Uh, even though winter's over or at least seemingly over and snow is hopefully behind us, uh, a lot of rain, a lot of water, hydroplaning can be an issue. Bald tires are a bad idea when you hit a giant puddle. Uh, stock up on cold weather supplies and, uh, uh, I'm sorry, stock up on warm weather supplies for your car, the antifreeze and everything. And again, that emergency kit idea from your house, you know, you want to make sure your, your first aid kit in your house is good to go. Same thing in your car. And this may beg the question, do you even have an emergency kit in your car? Go get, uh, another first aid kit for the upstairs closet and for your trunk of your car. Yeah. Uh, just a few left here. Uh, update your computer's virus scanner. That's huh. something uh, that is a that's a great idea because it's not something that you think of every day, and you certainly don't think about changing your clocks every day. You only do it twice a year, so maybe couple that in with uh, daylight savings time. Check uh, the health of your computer. Reevaluate your home's insurance policy. That's something I don't look at every day. I, have you memorized your home insurance policy, Jay? You know, I meant to, and I just didn't get around to uh, it. That's but, actually not a bad idea. That's, you know, that really makes a lot of sense. I felt like one of your high school teachers there. I th- I bet you've said that a million times. You know, I meant to, but I, meant to. I, I didn't really get around to it. Uh, and then finally, on this list, uh, review your family emergency plan. That is a good one. And, you know, my kids are in college now, uh, so empty nester here it's just melissa and me and she even asked uh, just a few months ago like she, like she brought up bringing or, or purchasing one of those uh ladder systems from the upstairs so you can get outside oh, in case the idea. uh in case the, the stairwell's on fire and um you know if need be i think i could jump out of that window and and be okay but uh, uh i'd have to catch her and and risk uh severe injury so i think i'm gonna go get one of those um uh, boy, that didn't sound good. <laughs> no, <laughs> that didn't no. sound good no, at all. On further review, uh, luckily <laughs> she does not listen to this show. 
Uh, and it's not. And if you've ever seen a video of somebody catching somebody, the person that catches them always gets hurt. Doesn't matter how big they are. Doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go get um, one of those uh, emergency ladders for the second floor, and then not tell uh, her to listen to this show this weekend. So there's your checklist for. Uh, daylight savings time. We'll go over this list again in six months and get you prepared for the fall and winter. Uh, but for now, happy save, uh, daylight savings time weekend. Remember about 2 a.m. this Saturday night, Sunday morning, however you look at it, spring forward with your clocks if they're not digital and uh, connected to the Wi-Fi. Uh, my name is Adam Ritz, and again, this is the Adam Ritz Show. We're brought to you by Vibonomics an audio experience company. You'll hear them inside retail stores across the country with music, background music, um, promotional messages, voiceover advertising. It's a whole thing. You can learn more about them at vibonomics.com, or you can check the logo on our website to get to theirs. And again, ours is adamritzshow.com. Jay Baker, uh, of that list, what is the thing you're going to do first? Well, I'm going to definitely make sure the clock situation is squared away because I have, it never fails. It doesn't happen every year, but a couple of times, not too long ago, I've looked at a clock that I forgot to change. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll just be become blissfully unaware that, hey, I should be at work right now, or whoops, <laughs> I missed that important meeting, or I told my friend and or neighbor I was going to meet them at noon. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do uh, with the smoke detectors? I have them, and uh, I did have, like, I've, you know, I've got the, you just put batteries in them. They're not connected to any, you know, service or anything. Uh, I used to have a fire detection service through my home security so, mm-hmm. that, so that if it detected smoke, it would call uh, the fire department. It wouldn't even call me to ask me if there was a problem. It would just call the fire department. Well, they got rid of that service, and uh, I think it's because of technology, because it's just so easy now for off-the-shelf branded smoke detectors to do the same thing. So this spring, I'm going to go get uh, some of those, I think they're just called smart smoke detectors, and I've priced them before. They're, you, know, you can get a two-pack of them for 40 or 50 bucks, and they come with an app that you can download to your smartphone so that if you are at dinner or even out of town, if that thing detects smoke, it it tells you on your phone it, that there's a problem. Well, that could really come in handy because you might be able to preemptively uh, keep your house from burning down. That's actually a good feature. Yeah, and it's one thing to be home and have the smoke detector save your life and then, oh yeah, secondarily save your home. Uh, but if you're out of town, uh, you'll want to know uh, because you'll be safe. Obviously, you're out of town, but uh, boy, there's so many uh, oh, lifelong memories and photo albums and irreplaceable uh, items in your house. Uh, it may uh, be worth the extra few bucks to make sure you get that smart detector that tells you on your smartphone uh, that there could be a problem in your house. Uh, yeah, it's a good maybe, idea. You know, maybe you don't exactly call the fire department immediately, but you can, you know, if you're good friends with your next door neighbor, you call him and say, hey, is there smoke coming out of my house? I just got some sort of detector on my uh, smartphone, and then you can go from there. Yeah, All right. Uh, I'm excited to do that. Now, I actually I had that idea a few months ago, and I forgot to do it. It wasn't top of mind, but guess what? You couple it in with changing your clocks, and you only have to do things twice a year. 
And you heard that on the Adam Ritz show and it made you uh, function in a way that you've never functioned before. You're now going to go out and do something preemptive and safe. We're changing lives, Jay. We are. <laughs> That's what this show is all about. That's what it's all about. Well, you know, one of the bright spots during uh, COVID and lockdowns, and, you know, I think we're starting to slowly but surely emerge on the other side. We've heard about the entertainment industry uh, sort of reemerging the concert business. So I think things are going well. The NCAA tournament is coming up and they're going to do uh, an interesting thing. It's going to take place in the state of Indiana and there will be restricted spectator of uh, you know, spectator uh, um, allowances for the different venues, but there will be some some spectators at these events, and they're going to keep the kids at a hotel and have them just practice in one spot, so they'll be in kind of a mini bubble. So the NCAA tournament should go well, but what's the one thing we talk about? Lost productivity during the NCAA tournament because those brackets and filling them out and chatting with your coworkers is just so fascinating. Yeah, so this year, I mean, a lot of people still working from home. That's an even better chance to be not productive during the tournament. <laughs> You and I laugh. It's I know I'm sure to, uh, you know, an economist, it's not funny, but the sheer amount of lost revenue that occurs during the NCAA tournament in our country is staggering. It's something we look forward to so fondly every year. And the good news is it does look like it should go on pretty efficiently this year. But, I, would, uh, yeah. I, I would suggest if you're going to purchase a smoke detector, make sure it wasn't manufactured in the month of March. Because it probably the guy making it was probably watching <laughs> basketball and not paying attention. Think about that. Don't purchase anything that was made in March that was made in the U.S. Yeah, that's if, actually pretty funny. If if it's something that could affect your life, yeah, make sure it was produced uh, in February or in April. Uh, <laughs> oh. Here is one little tip, though. You'll think this is kind of amusing. If you're going to fill out that bracket anyway, I mean, most businesses have sort of a little friendly uh, competition who can fill out the best bracket and stuff. But keep your eyes and ears open because there's a lot of contests out there. ESPN famously is one of the companies. And you, you should go ahead and fill out a bracket and submit it. It's usually free. And who knows? you might get enough correct guesses that you win some kind of national prize. So that's my little tip on brackets. I, I, I think, you know, you, you, yeah. you're going to fill one out anyway. So and if I could, go. if I could just say, don't try to pick the winner because in the history of the tournament, nobody's ever gotten it right. So you might oh, as well no. just, just flip a coin or don't even look or just I think, ask yeah, your best this, friend what their favorite color is between the two teams playing uh, let your dog or cat pick the winner, because uh, if you try to strategize it, there, you don't have a chance. No. The statistical uh, numbers are very much against you. I think it's one in a trillion, your chances of picking every game correctly. I did uh, have a very amusing friend last year who selected the teams based on whether the mascots could beat each other up. So if you had, you know, the Eagles versus, let's say, the Rams, you know, an Eagle could take a Ram out easy. So, 
Uh, That's what they went with. Is that a fact? I, I mean, I'm not a, a real animal guy, but a ram has no chance to defend himself to, I with an eagle? Think, I, would, I would think the eagle would have an upper hand, uh, you know, stronger, big beak. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. <laughs> Plus, the ram can't fly, so I'm going with that. But, yes, uh, your favorite team is a large-headed guy named Purdue Pete. Uh, let's say they played the Toledo Rockets. Could a Rocket beat up Purdue, Pete? I don't know. Well, here's the here's the catch, though, with the Toledo Rockets and the Purdue Boilermakers. And yes, I I'm a proud Purdue Boilermaker. Uh, you could argue that Purdue Pete is uh, is the mascot. He's the guy with the giant face and the yellow construction helmet on, carrying the giant hammer uh, around the basketball court. However, there's also a, a giant train called the Boilermaker Special that is ah. considered the world's largest mascot. So would you say that the train, it'd be the train versus the rocket? Which one would See, win See, that's there? a great point. Yeah, and uh, could the, I think you raise a great point. So there are some flaws in that. Could, could the mascot beat up the other mascot? A bracketology. You're saying that even that won't pick a perfect bracket. And then if you do it uh, like with a team, <laughs> well, I know this is the NBA, it's not college, but you've got the Miami Heat. So right. if you've got the Heat versus the Rams, uh, you know, a certain amount of heat will absolutely kill a Ram. How, how much heat? I mean, is, this is subjective now. Are we talking a thousand degrees or just an eighty-five degree day? <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the team's mascots uh, is the Vandals, and could a Vandal, I don't know, uh, sabotage a rocket? Uh, you know, know that is is that Idaho? A, Idaho? Idaho? I, yeah, I, I would say the Vandals could take them, take anybody. I mean, you you ever meet a Vandal? <laughs> Those guys are crazy. All right, Jay Baker, uh, interesting, cool stuff. We thank you for joining us. That half hour went super fast. We thank our listeners, uh, including Thane Morgan, for joining us uh, on the show. If you want to hear this broadcast or any of our past shows, they are listed in podcast form on demand on our website, adamritzshow.com. And you can join me on Twitter at Adam Ritz. We'll see you next week. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.